we tell them to prove that the business can't fail. Not that it can succeed. It's, hey, look at how good this is doing. It's great. So now what I want you to do is put this business in the worst place possible and can it succeed? Prove that it can't fail. There's a huge difference there. From there, we talk about... That is Janice Charles. She is the co-founder of Franchise Succeed. And what she's sharing with you is the exchange she has with business owners who are considering turning their business into a franchise. And this is the reality. Not every business is destined to become a franchise. Not every entrepreneur is destined to become a franchisor. Now, if you're considering turning your business into a franchise, this episode is for you because Janice is going to walk you through all the steps that it takes to make that a reality. Now, you're listening to the CloseTheDeal.com podcast. I'm your host, Joel Smith, and we are talking with entrepreneurs and franchisors who share their journeys, their successes, their failures to guide you along your entrepreneurial journey as well. We're all in this together because sales and marketing are perishable skills. We learn from each other and those skills are essential for your business. Now, this is a special episode of your first franchise. And if you've ever considered a franchise, Check out yourfirstfranchise.com, yourfirstfranchise.com. Now let's begin the show. Janice, I want to welcome you to Your First Franchise. Where are you based? I am in North Denver in a city called Thornton, Colorado. And before we started talking, you were admiring my palm tree in my backyard. So it must be cold where you are right now. You never know in Colorado one day versus another. It could be snowing one day and 60, 70 degrees the next day. So you just never know what you're going to get in Colorado. But today it's it's comfortable. We'll put it that way. There you go. All right. So I love asking this question. Who or what are you grateful for from the past that helped you get you where you are today? There's two people. One is my dad. My dad is my mentor. He is really driven me with everything that I know. From a work ethic to integrity to how to work with people and basically just doing the right thing. I was raised in an entrepreneurial family where we had 13 McDonald's. Oh, wow. And all through, from as early as I can remember, all the conversations at dinner were about the business mm-hmm. and what's working, what's not working. And what made sense and what didn't and how things could be improved and always pushing pushing the needle. And when somebody says, hey, I can't do this, the response is, I can, watch me. Oh, I love that. So that's the first one. The other one is Jan Barnett. I met her in the advertising agency business and she also worked for my dad briefly. And she taught me to be incredibly thorough incredibly process-driven and data-driven. And from a professionalism standpoint, she is the epitome of professionalism and anything you could ever imagine that is right in working with people. So you were destined almost to be in the franchise business between those two people. Everybody says, go do what you want to do. And yep. This work-life balance thing, I don't know, that means nothing to me because this is my life and this yep. is my work and that's who I am. You just go. 
<laughs> and you and and it, you know, I love the I love um, your dad's spirit right around the table. That that is the epitome of an entrepreneur. We'll figure it out. Problem will figure it, really it out. Really is, and I, I have some fun examples for that later. That's all I know is business. Okay, well, so how did you get? All right, did you go into the business family business at any point with the McDonald's? Did you run it? I did. When I was about 12, my dad propped me up on a milk crate and said, make Cokes until I tell you to stop. So I just sat there making Cokes while my brothers were in the back with the spindles for the milkshakes, making milkshakes as fast as they could. One would put them in, the other one would pour them out and make sure they were packaged and ready to go. So that was our life. That was our family, is that you go to McDonald's and you work. And, so and that's you, where, when I was about 12. Did you do that throughout high school? I did. I went into management when I was, as soon as I turned 16 Mm -hmm. and learned about all of what was really important at the time that I didn't realize how much of an impact it had on my life today. But time management, how to talk with people from a counseling perspective, how to delegate things, Mm -hmm. um, how to make sure that, how to set a goal. What is a goal? What does it mean? Mm -hmm. So there's so many things other than just how, what's the temperature of the grill to make hamburgers it's right. life skills and life lessons wow now did you do that at what stage did you go okay let's talk about the business you're in because were you always in the franchise business or were there a period where you stepped out there was a period that i stepped out for about seven years when i bought a um, small cpg business rocky mountain popcorn company okay and it looked fun um, it's after I'd moved back to Colorado. I was in Texas for a couple of years in the agency, okay. just running the Taco Bell McDonald's advertising accounts at, at one point. Okay. Back, um, went through a divorce and bought a business where I could run it and I could also be have my son near my. Okay. Ran that for about seven years, built it to national distribution and sold that, and then went into Baskin Robbins as a multi-unit franchisee there. Did you not want to go into the McDonald's business? I'm just curious. It, it, it's a good question because as soon as I graduated from college, it was a Friday when we had the ceremony and my dad told me on Monday, he goes, well, you'll be at this store on Monday. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> there wow. was no trip to Europe. There was no trip to anywhere or finding myself. It was, you found yourself and you need to be there at eight o'clock. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> and I did that for a while and then decided that I really wanted to get into the marketing because it's a whole fun, creative aspect that I really enjoy. Let's all this, all these, your incredible journey in franchising, the, the depth of knowledge led you to see you and your partners to see a problem in the marketplace. And you all have come up with a unique solution. And I've actually sent people your way for this solution that you're going to talk about here in a second. What is the problem in and, and the business that you all came up with? What is the problem that you all saw in the market and why you all? The problem that we saw was. After a franchisor has their documentation, they were basically left to fend on their own and Mm -hmm. sent to multiple people. Mm -hmm. And to us, that was a miss. Mm -hmm. And there was a huge integrity issue there. And for what we saw was basically a cash grab. (laughs) Pardon me. We really have a passion to grow businesses and do it the right way with integrity. And, And I always come back to integrity. A lot of times, a franchisor, somebody's like, hey, I have my documentation. When they're sent to 12 different people, talk to these people about HR, talk to them about payroll, talk to them about merchandise to sell, call them if you want a call center. What we did was we pulled every single resource imaginable under one umbrella. 
Mm-hmm. So no matter what they need from the concept that the franchisor has, a, I want to franchise my business all the way through the progression of the business to I've just been approached by a private equity company or someone wants to buy me out. Mm-hmm. How do I get the most for my money? So you're talking about a business who's not yet become, call them a franchisor, but they're getting ready to become a franchisor. That's right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because there's so many times where they, there's so many conversations that you need to have before they become a franchisor. Anybody can flip the documents. The FD- and the name of the business that y'all came up with is called Franchise? Franchise Succeed. Yep. Okay. Now, tell me about the business itself. You all, how many are on your team? You got, you got a deep bench of people. We do. Experience. We do. My business partner, Jeff Alexander, is in Boulevard, Missouri, of all places. And so he's my business partner. We also have a videographer. We have someone that does all of our CPA, that handles all of our auditing, all of our finance. We have a director of operations that used to run my dad's McDonald's. She used to run the Denver region for McDonald's. You name it, we have it. We've got a social media company that we work with very closely. Then we have an advisory board. Um, We have a lieutenant colonel from the Air Force. We have my dad, because I told him by default that he was on our board. (laughs) And several people that have been in various aspects of the franchising business, from brokers to consultants to franchisors. Mm -hmm. So there's about a dozen of us that pull our heads together at any given moment. to do the best thing and what's right for people as they go down the journey of, does it make sense for me to franchise my business? Yeah. What are the steps that at the high level that you take somebody through? Okay. Let's say I had a business or the the gentleman that I sent you away and he has a really interesting business. Yes. Um, What are the steps you walk somebody through? And then what type of recommendations do you find yourself (laughs) Because I'm sure you probably see a pattern of things that they need to do when people come to Mm -hmm. you. We do. And there's, every business is different. And while there there are some specific steps that we take, it depends upon the business as to which way we're going to go. So is it a service-based business? Is it a home-based business? Is it retail? Whatever that is. But the main question is, tell me about your business. Tell me what your goals are and where you see this headed. Once we have that introduction, it's what is unique about your business that others in the same or a similar category don't provide? What's your point of differentiation in you from your perspective? Can you duplicate the model easily? Is it something that the average Joe can come in and run? Because much as we like to say, we're going to have this professional on and on, we know that the likelihood of having your rock stars 100%, be 100% of your franchisees is it just isn't realistic. So can the average Joe run this? And then what we do is we tell them to prove that the business can't fail. Not that it can succeed. It's, hey, look at how good this is doing. It's great. So now what I want you to do is put this business in the worst place possible and can it succeed? Prove that it can't fail. Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference there. From there, we talk about their growth and where they want to head. And once we do that, our team comes together and, and we talk about the different aspects of the business. Is this a company that just wants their documents or is it a company that we believe in that we can help from a franchise sales perspective and really surround them with all of the resources that they need? Again, 
what is the goal of the person that wants to franchise the business? Mm-hmm. 99 out of 100 times, they're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know where to go. I need all the resources that I can get. I don't want to be sent to 12 different people to say, this is who you talk to. And then you get another 12 different sets of opinions from that mm-hmm. person. Then you have a really confused and frustrated franchise. Franchise. See, the resources to help these people, especially after they get their documents with the FDD and the ops manual, they have no idea what to do next. They really don't. And they, why should they? So that's where experience comes in. Mm-hmm. In with our team, just Jeff and myself have over 60 years of experience between the two of us wow. in the franchising business in every aspect of the business from operations to marketing to HR to development, finance, everything. So somebody who's listening to this, they're considering franchising their business. Mm-hmm. They may have not even heard the word FDD. Yes. Mm-hmm. So talk about that just at a high level so they understand how you all, what it is and how you all build that for them. Great. The FDD or the Franchise Disclosure Document is the document that the Federal Trade Commission mandates that any franchisor must complete and provide to any prospective individual looking at that business to become a franchisee. Mm -hmm. It has 23, 24 different sections with several addendums, but it allows someone to have a real deep look under the covers and peek under the covers as to what that business is about. Mm-hmm. So we help them to develop that documentation. Every section is the same. So it's not rocket science to say, okay, who are the people involved? Give me their background. That's section one. And then you talk about, have they ever been sued? Have they ever filed for bankruptcy? What are the costs to get into the business? Mm-hmm. How do you get a hold of their franchise, their existing franchisees and who has left the business? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do you get a hold of them to find out why they left? It also gives them a sample franchise agreement so they know exactly up front what they're going to be signing. There are no surprises. And then another main section is looking at the financial performance of the mm-hmm. business, um, which is the item 19, as well as the growth of the business over the past three years by state and broken out by is it a franchise location or corporate location? So if you look into that item 20, oh my goodness, they had 14 locations closed in the last year. What's going on? It just really allows you to look at the business from a factual perspective and make a factual decision instead of an emotional decision. And I think for someone who's considering a franchise, that's a huge differentiator from them going to buy a solo business because they don't get that transparency. That's the transparency that the FDA provides. And that's what, and that's the key thing that every franchise has to have by, by the FTC's regulations. And then standard operating procedures, you all help them develop that. How's it, what does that look like at the SOP? Operations manual. And there's different Mm -hmm. kinds of operations manuals. There's different kinds of things. It's basically open the door, turn to the right, turn the light on, turn it off, turn left. The more detailed you can be, the more successful your business will be. And understanding how to document processes and procedures and understanding what HR things you need to include. All of that comes together in one operations manual that we help them to develop that protects them, but yet isn't too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will laugh that the operations manual is after it's completed that nobody ever reads it. It's like your cable bill. But we really, I think Mm -hmm. I've just dated myself, but (laughs) it's one of those things that in training, we work with the franchisors to review that 
So people know what's in the operations manual. They know what's in the franchise agreement. So they start off on the right foot. And then all of that is run, the FDD is, pardon me, run through the legal counsel. And they go through and make sure everything is included and that everything is stated correctly and accurately. Wow. And then, so any other steps beyond, okay, so we deviated a little bit there. What other steps you might walk them through to the point where they're actually launching the business? The SBA has gone back and forth on being registered and not registered. We go ahead and send people through and just send their information to the SBA regardless. To get them registered, okay. To get that. And then we start with the operations manual. So once those three things are complete, then they are franchisor and we start developing their marketing materials. So we have when people call and say, hey, tell me more about this business. We have the basic set of financial information and a blurb about the business that we send off. Then from there, we're going to develop a presentation that hits on every level and every aspect of the business. So people are exposed to everything that's going on. They know about operations, training, marketing, food costs, sourcing, whatever that may be. So you really are a total turnkey business. You have the systems and processes to help them build their systems and processes, and you've got the experience to do it. Exactly. And that's what we, again, where I think our point of differentiation is because we know how it's supposed to be done based mm-hmm. on the experience. And one thing, you know, was when you look at McDonald's, and after you've been in the McDonald's system, and this may sound egotistical, it's not meant to be. But once you've been with McDonald's and you go somewhere else, people don't get it. Mm -hmm. In that McDonald's demands excellence in everything that they do. There's one way to do it, and it's the right way to do it. And it's been proven time and time again. So when you go in through a different system and it's okay, where are the job descriptions? What's the training? What's the steps that they follow? What do they wear? All of that, there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. And the looser you are, the more likely you are to have problems. And that's what we try and do is mitigate those problems for a franchisor and make this as easy as possible for them to run. Wow. Someone considering doing this, what is the number one piece of guidance? Let me, me, before I ask that question, what is the number one mistake people make when going through this process? Undercapitalized. Undercapitalized, okay. That's the biggest problem in that they want to become a franchisor. They borrow money to get their documents completed and they're like, zero. Someone's going to be like, well, we're going to get that back to you with your first franchise agreement. Okay. That can take up to a year. In the meantime, you need to still have money to drive franchise sales that you just invested in. So if you're tapped out and now can't go find people, it's not a smart move. They need to market the business just like they market to get customers in the business to start with. Exactly. And I think that people don't, there's that understanding of franchise sales and how that is such a crucial part of building the business, it's not something that's well known and understood. Marketing, oh yeah, we're going to put this out and put this here. You need a separate franchise sales plan. You need a fran- separate franchise marketing plan to drive people into those businesses. Okay, that makes sense. Your number one piece of guidance to help someone realize, so a business owner, realize their potential and the possibilities of turning their business into a franchise. Let's talk about it. Okay. There's so many, a lot of people be like, I have one location, I have an idea, but we need a proven model. Mm -hmm. And if you were to invest in that model, would you do it? And if you are, philosophically, that's great, but prove it. 
again, the data and the numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. So show that the business has a progression of sales and gross. Mm-hmm. We realize things happen and you can definitely document those things, but you can't build a franchise based on an idea. It makes it incredibly hard because someone's so about to-, to buy it. The bank's based on what? Yeah. That's a good idea. It could work. No. You have to show that progression. You mm-hmm. have to show the growth, the scalability of it. Yeah. And we have a lot of clients who we're working with right now that are, I, I want to franchise it, but my sales aren't quite where they need to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sit down with them and say, hey, let's talk about some sales building ideas to get you from here to here. So we can put you at a place where people find you attractive to invest in. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to take, no, we're not going to say, get your documents done now. And many companies will do that. There's a lot of good franchisors out there. There's a lot of bad franchisors out there. There's a lot of good lawyers out there. There's a lot of bad lawyers. There's a lot of good grocery stores, mm-hmm. convenience stores. So do your homework mm-hmm. and check around. That is the ideal place for us to button it up. Uh, Janice, this has been fun. Folks, if considering taking your business and turning it into a franchise, get in touch with me at franchiseandfunding.com. Just hit the contact us button, franchiseandfunding.com. And I'll, I'll work with Janice. We'll get your business going. And Janice, I want to thank you for the time today and sharing your insights and the depth of knowledge you had. I didn't realize it went that far back to 12 years old, standing on a milk crate. Thank you for the opportunity. It's always a pleasure to talk with people about franchising. It's To me, it's exciting and I love it. Yes. And that, and that comes across clear as the day. Thank you, Janice. Thank you. And that is a wrap with Janice Charles. And there's a side note. I, she and I spoke a little bit after we did that recording, and I learned something else. Her dad was the one that invented, created the Happy Meal. Folks, this is a fun business. The people in it love it. It's not an easy business. And that's where experts like Janice come into play. So if you're considering turning your business into a franchise and you want to become a franchisor, get in touch with me at yourfirstfranchise.com or franchiseandfunding.com. And if you are considering a franchise to invest in a franchise for yourself and you're looking for that playbook, that's the benefit of investing into a franchise. If you're going to go buy a business, you're not going to have that transparency of the FDD that shows you the investment level and the rep potential revenue level. And the other thing you're not going to have is you're not going to get the playbook that Janice helps develop for franchisers. That playbook is what goes into your hands, helps assure your success, and takes all the guesswork out. So you got a lot of benefits to considering a franchise. And if you'd like to do that, check out yourfirstfranchise.com. Yourfirstfranchise.com. Hit the Contact Us button and get in touch with me. Now, you know the drill. Be intentional and make today a great day.